Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. This is your host, Elena, with Justin on, and we're so happy to have you listening in with us for another Q&A episode today. As always, we really appreciate all the feedback we receive from the podcast. If you can take a second to leave us a rating, which is a star rating on whatever platform you listen on in a review, which is the actual commentary of what you love about the podcast, we would really appreciate it. So before we hop into the question, Justin, if you want to say hi to the audience. Hi, audience. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Awesome. Thank you, Elena. Great introduction. I apologize. Um, Elena is a very patient person with me, guys. I travel quite a bit and the podcast scheduling and recording. gets kind of crazy. So we're recording on a Friday when normally we record on a Tuesdays and Thursdays. But I've been in... Um, San Francisco, Oakland, and now Los Angeles, um, running around for work and other reasons. Um, my also personal businesses. So she's been very patient. So that's one of the things of being an entrepreneur, trying to push yourself, trying to be a leader in the world is you have a lot of balls in the air and you try not to let the balls drop ever. Um, takes a lot of discipline, but it does happen. And uh, unfortunately, when you have too many balls in the air, as we discussed before, you start, you know, dropping them here and there, and especially if you don't have them organized. So uh, that being said, thank you, Elena. Elena helps keep all of our shit together or my shit together when it comes to the podcast stuff. So thank you. Um, and as an entrepreneur, delegating and stuff is important, as we've discussed. So awesome. What's our topic for today, Elena? Yeah, definitely. We have to learn to to pivot and make changes when we need to. So we are yeah. we're always learning to do that. Um, do that here and with all the things that we have going on and just balancing all the different brands and everything. But that's definitely part part of leadership. And maybe we'll hear a little bit more about that today because our question is: As a leader, what are the most important qualities you look for when promoting an employee into leadership or management positions? You know, it's interesting. I think uh, that most companies are that most answers would stereotypically in the world, at least around the world, would focus on the skill set. Like, oh, I need a plumber. Let's see how much, how good of a plumber they are, because you don't want them to mess up plumbing or electric. Do they have all their certifications and training to be a good electrician, for example? However, in the world of human beings where we're really, I just looked at the number, we're quickly approaching 8 billion. We were looking at it in the car yesterday, how many, like 100,000 babies were born by, you know, noon yesterday. It's crazy. Um, you know, thinking about it, like back in the day, there were maybe 15,000 humans on the planet. And now 
there's 8 billion. But one of the things is, with that being said, with the increased number of humans coming into the world, that's increased competition for jobs. It's also increased competition for food, just so everyone's aware. Um, we quickly forget that in modern societies, especially in a world where we've industrialized food, even though it's become extremely bad for you in the way we've industrialized it. And we assume because medicine has kept us alive that we must be eating good food that's keeping us alive. It's just not the case. We're going to talk about that in the next podcast. But this one's focused on the human. Like, and you can't discriminate, right? Like we can't say, oh, they're white or black or yellow or purple, obviously. So like those things, like in the world we live in, we don't base anything on promotion of management leadership in the modern world based on those things. There's companies around the world that still, they're still biased, right? If you work in a company in a country that still does not give women rights, for example, or voting rights, it's highly unlikely that they're going to have equality in the workplace also, right? So those things, that's basic logic, okay? Like we can logic our way through this as humans. I know we live in a world in an upside down world where feelings are logic, but they're not. So the logic here is what is actually the result of the unspoken inputs that create the culture, Okay, so in our societies, a reason that a business in a democracy or in countries close to democracies, whatever they look like, have businesses that look and act as individuals is because the freedoms that are there, because the rules, because we treat the humans like the companies, we make sure that all the laws are equal. There's no reason that a company should be above the law versus a human. Okay, or the laws of the humans. Now, have we messed up in the past in the United States? Has there been discrimination, segregation, slavery? Sure. Yes. 100%. Does there still some of that goes on? Absolutely. Okay, it's just if you're hiring the best, and you're promoting the best, and you're looking for the best person, regardless to complete the job, and if you're a truly an entrepreneur and you're trying to make a difference in the world as well as be profitable and wealthy and build a legacy, it requires the right humans to do that. And there is a preference and there is a discrimination that goes on. It's just not based on what everyone else thinks it is. And it's the one that we see in sports teams the best player plays. That's it. That's, that's the determination. Is it discriminatory? Sure. Some people have more work ethic than others. Some people are more naturally talented than others, so on and so forth. Could we argue it? Of course. Is it? No. It's giving everyone the same equity and equality to, to, to survive. And guess what? The person that's meant for the position at Food Service Partners today is probably not the same person that's meant for that position five years from now. So when I say that it's based on whatever you're, if you're truly hiring the best and you're truly promoting the best in your company, it's about what they're providing. Okay. So number one for us, and I'm going to let Elena talk about this a little bit and her opinion, but it's, 
um, before, like you even regardless get to skills or to a resume. And I know you got to use resumes to filter people in because there's so many people and how do we get them in the door? And there has to be some sort of benchmark. Got it. However, what's after that? What differentiates one human from another human? When we all get college educations now, we all have similar degrees. The university education is really starting to be less and less difference. I get it. You know, you want to argue Harvard's better than whatever understood, but all of them now have access to all the same materials and all the professors publish. So yes, your classroom experience may not be exactly the same, but I would say normal, quote unquote, normal non-Ivy League universities are producing just as many entrepreneurs and white collar workers and, and qualified whatever we're trying to do for the world that we're doing. Um, we're not producing a lot of skilled labor in terms of common sense, in terms of what it takes to, to survive in the world, but that becomes, we now leave that to the parents or to the businesses to figure out. So what do I look for in um, promotion? core values. So what do you think about those, Elena? We talk about those quite a bit on the podcast. I mean, how do you feel that the core values play into hiring someone or promoting someone? I think all the core values obviously have a role and a place and they're all important, but I think that there's definitely a few that, that stand out. Um, just to me, especially, I think, you know, having, honest employees. Like we talk a lot about honesty and vulnerability and all these different things, but I think to get to a place of, you know, vulnerability and transparency with people in your workplace, I can't think it all kind of has to start somewhere. No one's going to come into a workplace and be super vulnerable from day one. So I think that, um, you have to, you have to have someone who is honest and who is willing to, you know, show up and have that good character within themselves. So I think honesty for me would be one of the things I would look for the most. Um, someone that I'm able to trust and rely on, I think is probably the most important of the core values. I agree. Um, yeah. So honesty is, is one of the, um, I would say one of the hardest things to come by in the world that we live in, especially in a blue collar work world. Um, and we try to deter it, obviously that's stealing, that's stealing of food, that's all those sorts of things. How do you get, how do you, when, how do you promote honesty in your culture? I think it's a question that we should ask on a different podcast. So if Elena wants to write that down is how do you promote honesty as a leader? And that's a really good question. We won't answer it today. But how do you recruit honesty? Is you you have it in your organization to begin with. You yourself are an honest human. But I agree with Elena that when you find honesty and you find humbled humans that are not only honest with the world, honest with the situation, honest with their mistakes, and honest with their employees, or the people that they work with, their team members. And by honest, I mean almost blunt. Um, in the workforce where we're having very, I know we gotta be careful in people's feelings and all that, but it's very much in the world that I promote and I look for is can we have a straightforward conversation? You know, can we have an honest conversation? And can, while they're 
oh, is always emotion in every conversation. Can we limit it where we're not, it gets to a point where I'm not, I'm having to calm the conversation down by being louder than the other person. Like, because that can happen when humans aren't honest with themselves. Right. So that's the, the hardest thing, honesty. Um, so what do I look for a human that can be not only honest, but honest with themselves. I agree with that. And that honesty is, do I have the ability to self-reflect and learn from my mistakes? And in often cases, it's interesting. It's the, it's the humans, the humans that have big dreams, but are scared in some way where they have enough humility and honesty to be honest about the situation they're in, be honest enough to ask for help, be honest enough to know that what they don't know and they need to maybe immerse themselves in their business more or in other parts of the business that isn't their job description. Everyone's always like, oh, that's not my job description. And not getting promoted, you know, X giant X on the screen. Like, that's not my job. Hello. The minute you say that you're not getting promoted. I get job function. I get functioning in there, but teamwork is the second part. I'll add on to Elena's. She did honesty. The second one is teamwork for me, for sure. Uh, can you work with other members of your team? Can you lead a team? And can you show that you're competitive enough to win, competitive enough with your teammates to drive them forward, but also not competitive enough where you sabotage your own team? Or um, should I say the opposite, which is where you're so lazy or you're such a mooch that you don't benefit your team. So those are things like, and then the ability to get along with a team. There are millions, millions. And I can say that there's thousands of people that have come through FSP or Colequip or grown strong or better with bacon fat or primal rock over the years or any of our other subsidiaries, automation, food technologies and Zephyr hardware and wherever else companies we've had over the years and continue to grow is that the individuals there's, there's more individuals that can't function in a team that then can. And as humans and that we function in families, and that we go to work every day and that we were once in classrooms, it's an interesting thing. And while we promote teamwork in the classroom, we also promote extreme individualism, which is great for the entrepreneur. However, you have a lot of entrepreneurs that don't know how to work on a team or inspire teammates. Okay. Or the opposite, you know, I also have the opposite guys where I have athletes, professional athletes that have been stellar athletes that are so good at being team members and winning for a team, they can't possibly understand when it's time to lead as an entrepreneur and be an individual somewhat. So that teamwork thing plays both ways. Are you overcommitted to your team? Do you rely on them too much to do the work for you? And you don't have the knowledge yourself, meaning you don't go in there and learn what you're doing. Like I said, expose yourself. Or it can be the opposite too, which is, um, you know, do I not function it well on a team? So I'm going to let Elena come up with number three. What do you think number three should be, Elena? 
I think I just going her. off of what was that? I said, did I stump you? No, you didn't. I just wanted to take a second to think about um, what I was going to share. So I know, you know, obviously we have 12 core values. Anyone, maybe if this is your first podcast episode, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the original 12 episodes where we go through each core value. Um, and I know I talked about, you know, being honest and uh, Justin just went through some of the things that he looks for, but we have core value number eight, which is be committed to dominate daily and take initiative. And I think, you know, that is a trait that you can look for in somebody from day one. So you can look for someone who is, you know, not just going to take a backseat when a problem arises, but be a problem solver and have that mindset. And I think that that's important you know, in any type of employee, not just a leadership employee, because even if you have someone, you know, working in a warehouse or something and a problem arises, we just did a company-wide training, uh, on some of these topics that kind of ended up coming through that, but obviously certain things you need to ask a supervisor or someone above you and whatnot, but sometimes you have to think on your feet in any kind of situation. And I think looking for someone who's willing to take initiative and, and step up to the plate when it's needed is, is very important if that person's going to eventually be promoted, whether that's management, leadership, whatever, because they're going to have to be the answers to those problems, right? You don't always want to have a team beneath you that has to come to you for every single little task or, you know, thing they're confused on. Granted, yes, sometimes you do need clarity and sometimes it's typical procedure to ask your manager or, you know, the person overseeing you, how do I deal with this? What should I do about this? Yes, I completely understand that. But in some instances, you want people who are problem solvers and natural born problem solvers, especially if they're going to be leading others, because people are going to be coming to them once they're, you know, in that position, asking them questions. So you need to look for someone um, who's willing to do that. Yeah. And I agree. I think that um, we talked about it in the one podcast the where we use this word servant leadership. And I agree with the terms and the structure and the idea of it, but I think it encourages the word alone and the way it's based encourages such a flip of the hierarchy that the leader ends up doing most of the work and the stressed out one because the servant at the top is the ultimate servant. But to your point, Elena, the opposite of this is instead of constantly helping everyone or being there for everyone, what I'm actually doing is promoting people that take initiative and solve problems and guiding them. And so while I'm helping them and answering their questions and I'm there for them and providing them the tools they need to succeed, I'm also making it difficult for them. I'm also not giving them the answers, even though I could, right? Like there's so many managers like, oh God, I don't have time to deal with here's the answer and be done with it. Like what value did that give the person and what value did it give your organization and what value did you give yourself by trying to get promoted in that company? Because let me tell you that to your point, initiative is so important. Taking something, accomplishing it or taking initiative to take a lead on it and then delegating it, which is the delegation piece, which I think is another piece that I look for in promotion is how do I then not only learn my own tasks, but then how do I delegate it out so I can rise up in the organization? But it's that first part, which is the initiative part. How does the human take initiative to do the task? 
again, we went back to it's not in my job description. That's not really taking initiative, right? The minute those words come out, it's almost like the anti-initiative. So I agree with that one 100%. Um, I can't even, you know, and I went on, like I said, so delegating is how does that individual actually manage someone or lead? Because leadership happens regardless of management position, whether the executive director or a manager. And we talk a lot about what a manager is versus an executive or a director in a different podcast, because I feel differently about it. And I feel that as a society and as a world, we need to start thinking about what do I look for? And that's this delegation piece, which is we have an understanding, individual has an understanding that they came out of school, whether it's high school or college, with a foundation of either a skill or if they were in management, business management. Okay. And while, again, we call it the whole thing business management. It's not really business management. And while everyone technically manages an employee, it's not really the same thing all the way through. Okay. So what really is happening is when we come out with a business management degree, it's not to last us to 60 years old, because if we're lasting and in in trying to rise up in an organization and we still have a business management degree, we're probably, you know, and we have an educator stuff, we're probably outclassed we're probably trying to figure out what to do we're probably one of those 55 year olds that are going what the hell do i do what did i do with my life what is my purpose and what do i have to give so i'm looking for individuals that are willing to find those purposes also you know that's number five i think if i'm not mistaken but and i'll let elena do number six since i did two in a row to be fair but number six for me is, is the individual looking for a purpose in his, in his or her life or whatever pronoun? Definitely. And I think um, for my next core value or, you know, important trait I would look for is I would say someone who is willing to be disciplined is very important. Um, that's core value. Number nine is be disciplined for long-term victory and strive for extraordinary. You obviously as an employer of any, any sort of team or company brand, whatever it might be, um, you look for people who are disciplined, who show up on time, do their work. You don't want someone that slacks off. And those are just very basic, basic things that you look for when you are, you know, hiring someone or building a team. So I think if someone can't have that basic level of discipline, whether it's showing up on time, completing their work, you know, doing, meeting the deadline, whatever it is, you're definitely, you know, not going to want to promote them to a further position. Right. So I would say that discipline is very important. Uh, because once they are promoted into that management and leadership position, you want to know they're going to have the same effort put forth in their work, uh, as they did, you know, in the beginning, you don't want someone also, who's just going to work really hard to get promoted and then, then start slacking off. Right. So discipline and self-discipline, self-motivation. So you're not always having to, 
you know, go after each employee and, and remind them of this deadline and remind them that they have to do this. You want someone that has that leadership mindset and is prepared, uh, prepared to lead. And so I think finding somebody who has that self-discipline, I would say is the next most important piece. Yeah, absolutely. And again, to Elena's point, the easiest thing and why there's the core values and why there's these business things and why there's so many entrepreneurs out there that talk about it or podcasts or you see in so many things and why even an Airtase syndicate, we use them is because they're higher than the skill. They tie your organization together by a common thread, which is what the last piece is for me. Like really, I mean, I agree. All the core values are important. Elena's right. And we're just going to narrow them down for this podcast. But the last one for me truly, and we can call it character since she brought it up at the beginning, but it's really that visionary thread or the way that they live their lives. You know, how are they with their family? How are they with their friends? What is it that they talk about when they're not at work? Or what is that individual doing in their side hustle? You know? What is that side hustle? Because that's obviously a passion also. And, you know, at food service partners, et cetera, obviously we work long hours and we have employees that work long hours, but we also encourage entrepreneurism and side hustles that help not only grow them as an individual or their own personal brands, but them within the company. And so in a world where everyone's like, oh, I got to worry about everyone being distracted. I agree. There's so many distractions. And if I'm trying to post every day on my personal page, it's hard trying to do work and whatever. But what happens if you encourage it is people get better at those skills. Like I can write a post, I can pick a picture off of Trevor. You can guys can follow him at rmk.visions um, on Instagram. He's blowing up. He does all our photography with the athletes and Primal Rock and my personal photography and some of Elaine's he's done so on and so forth and getting more out there. But the point being is you just got to do it. Like you got to start somewhere. And at first it was hard. And what photo am I smiling? And do I look fat? And like, I'm like, okay, like, what am I doing here? Now I'm just like, grab, who cares what I write? I can correct it if I needed to. Like, let's just make sure it's on topic and it's adding value to the point, but I can do it in less than 20 minutes now. You know, so it's just that that's not meaning I'm not value. That just means I'm able to export my value out of my brain faster. So what is the common thread that these individuals live by? What is it that they truly want? You know, because I find it interesting. Like, I'll give you an example. I have individuals that go to happy hour. Okay, great. I have individuals that go to dinner, drink, but bring all their work with them to quote unquote dinner and they share appetizers and their happy hour obviously looks a little different. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. What is the value of the time spent in their home, in the world, and in life? How do I drive the maximum amount of value for my business? for the business I work for, for my personal brand through one common thread. And the individuals that figure that out, that can tie life to the pursuit of their goals and the pursuit 
of being promoted in an organization, it's huge. And one of the things I will tell you is these skills that we talked about in Elaine and Nane, they can also be taught. It's not like you have to be born with them or your family has to have them. Believe me, there are p- plenty of individuals that come into food service partners that have so much potential and have such a huge chip on their shoulder that have never been li- lived or taught or had anyone care enough about them to give them a core value. It's hard knocks. And believe me, sometimes it costs a little bit. And as long as it doesn't hurt everyone in the business or any individual physically or financially, we work with that individual. So, you know, what is it that I'm saying? Skills can be taught. Leadership can be taught. Core values can be taught. So if you want to be promoted, you have to ultimately be one thing. And it's the two ears, one mouth. I've got to be willing to listen and learn twice as much as I'm willing to teach and preach. Again, I need to listen and learn twice as much as I teach and preach. Two ears, one mouth. If you're Christian, it's in the Bible. That's how long we've known this as humanity on how to lead humans. So all the core values, all the taking initiative, all those things that we just talked about, all the character building, you have to learn it from someone else or from something else or from some situation. Or taking initiative means listening to all the problems that are out there, not just trying to get credit for everything. I will tell you the things that do not get you promoted. A person that wants credit all the time for the tasks that they do, you deteriorate teamwork. Number two, if you want credit for everything, if you're jumping up and down for credit, if you're not giving credit to your team or the team members that are in there who are doing the work for you, I know you're leading a team. I know who's actually doing the physical work. You should be giving them credit. I don't do the work at Food Service Partners. I lead, I come up with ideas. There's very few days where I'm actually doing data anymore or writing an email if I'm lucky. Like I look forward to the days of writing an email again where I can sit on a computer just write emails. Just doesn't happen in my life. It's not part of my job anymore. I, I said I had to grow and I had to promote myself which meant I had to rely and delegate and do all the things that I'm talking about and start to live my whole life differently. And as I got promoted, or as I've grown and promoted myself into new positions as I built companies or risen up and just it's grown, created new jobs and created new departments and promoted myself, I had to actually hold myself accountable to all the things I'm talking about. That's why they're there. That's why I'm teaching them to you. I didn't just come by. Some of them I had good education. I went to private, all boys Catholic school from middle school to high school. I grew up on a farm. I had good work ethic, you know, but that being said, I didn't have experience. I didn't have life. Life treats you different than the, than the bubbles you're in in college or high school or in your home, or even your parents put you in unintentionally or the fears that teachers and parents put on top of you it doesn't mean you shouldn't go to school doesn't mean school's bad I didn't like school like I will tell you I didn't like it 
I will talk to you about what I look for. There are so many entrepreneurs that are like, oh, but don't, I have millions, don't need to go back to school, whatever. I agree. I agree with it. It is not necessary for you to go back to school if you're financially successful. I agree with the notion. I agree street can teach you just as much as school. I agree. But to me, the initiative, if you really want to learn more, pay for it or not pay for it. If you have the money, it seems silly not to do it. Or if you want to be an athlete or an asset to your community after you're a pro athlete, it seems to me you would continue your education. I did not need to continue my education. I did. So is it weird? Is it a waste of money? Is it money that should be going to your legacy or you could invest in the business and grow it? I 100% think so. But I also think for those that are trying to find their way, that are unsure, that are trying to grow or be promoted, you need to further your education in books, in reading, in formal education. It's become too easy. I get it. But a college degree is like a high school degree 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Once the United States did what a lot of the rest of the world did was make higher education easily accessible. It's, you know, it's done a couple of things. One, it's, we have a huge disparity between white collar and blue collar jobs now. But the other part is, is that it's created a lot of people with the same level of education. So you're not really competing with anyone anymore. So you got to grow a business management degree needs to be a business leadership degree or an executive MBA degree or whatever it is to just have an educational chance. That means more years and more time of your life and more wasted money down the tubes and a crisis where everyone's like, why are we spending this money? Are we getting any value out of it? That is a question that I find interesting. It's up to the individuals to drive value out of education. So I will leave it with that as our last sort of PS point is if you're not furthering your education in every way possible, whether it's certifications in your job or your job skill or leadership training or management groups or, you know, how to give speeches, whatever it is, I, you know, you're not going to get promoted in your company anymore. Vanilla is vanilla and vanilla is a college degree right now. Everyone's vanilla. You want to add some flavor to your yogurt or your ice cream you're going to have to do a little bit more and that's how you get promoted you start doing those things for yourself and adding value to yourself and then the individuals around you and then find a purpose that's not about you that's meets all the way through your family and your business and your job and who you are you'll get promoted even faster so thoughts elena as we wrap up no, I think that you really made that come all the way back to, to where we started. And I think that we've left everyone with, with a lot of very helpful points to think about. And I think that, you know, going forward, we've definitely gone over a few topics that we can break into other episodes. And overall, I think when you are looking to promote, you know, to management or leadership positions, these are all things that you can keep in mind. Obviously there's more that would go into it, but this is hopefully a good starting place of things to consider. Or, you know, if you already thought that you knew everything to consider, this may you know, open your eyes to other aspects of individuals that you, that you want to consider before that promotion. I agree 100%. And thank you everyone for listening in. 
like really I go back and listen to core value um, podcasts at the beginning. I know they were our first one, so they're probably not as great as they are now. Obviously we, I think we're over a hundred episodes in. And so, um, you know, there's other things we're trying to take away in the movies and, and trying to put this dynamic in everyone's life and add this value for leadership, because obviously 8 billion in the people, 8 billion people in the world, you know, if we could get a hundred thousand leaders just out of this podcast that are better leaders for the future that are asking questions that are not necessarily, it doesn't have to be my way or Elena's way. I'm just telling you, I know my, my way works for my own experience. So it's something to build off of or think of or use for to translate or dissect and rebuild for your own experience or your own style or your own leadership skills. But it is meant to start pushing us because we're lacking big time. And the more we become individuals or we get caught up in screens and we're, we're less socializing and, you know, alcohol consumption keeps going up because for some weird reason, the more time we're on the phone, the more time we're out drinking in bars. I don't understand that. But you know, we do it as a society. And yet alcohol is actually one of the worst health things for you in the world as a human. I'm not saying not to do it. I'm just saying it's an interesting thing. We talk about veganism. We talk about all these things trying to save the world right now, yet all of us openly do things. So it's that kind of self-awareness. And I'll give you a PSS, which is the real separator between real men and boys for lack of a better term, not to be sexist. But here's the difference. Like the real men can see the things in their life that take away from their life. Will women, whatever. What is it that, and you want to get promoted? These individuals are superstars and no one can figure out why everyone wants to be with them. They're so lucky. They're so good looking. You know how lucky they are. They have so much time on their hands. They're always on social media posting. How do they manage their time so well? God, I'm so jealous. They can't be doing their job because they must be on social media all the time. Well, what's the difference between these individuals? It's time. And they are probably doing more in five hours and thus having completed their eight hour job in five hours, probably more than the normal person completes in hours because they know they're under restriction because they know they also want to get their social media done because they also know they have kids to take care of because they also know they have a family and food to eat because they also need to exercise because they are so good looking, which is really not why they're good looking. It just happens they've taken care of themselves. So you want to know what it is. It's not a disparity. It's not a promotional thing. And I don't care about any of those things. Like we have skinny, whatever, overweight, everything in our company. It doesn't matter. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is promotions are based on that ability to take care of self and rise up self and inspire others and motivate others. So if you want to be promoted, you yourself have to live in extremely higher purpose. And we talked about it, looking for a purpose, but I mean, 
what is it that I'm about? What is it that people could look up to me for versus not only work? Do I eat well? Do I exercise well? Do I, you know, am I there for my family? Do I make sure I make time for my family? Do I coach in my community? Do I talk about TV shows all day? Or do I talk about the books I'm reading in leadership? Do I talk about the greatest thing on Netflix? Or do I talk about, you know, what we can do to promote our lives or when we can do the next team bonding activity? We get to choose. And it's with intent. And, you know, I do 75 hard, which, you know, everyone talks about, you know, and I, we've talked about how if you don't manage even that properly, you can screw up your body and your mind and whatever, because once you become tuned, you're that good. Well, you sh- the individuals that get promoted are constantly tuning to become better versions of themselves. Constantly tuning. Constantly transforming constantly being like oh jimmy god you know what i know i said you lost weight like 20 weeks ago but you really stuck with it most people get a compliment and they stop staying on top of it really good job you're going to the gym every other day really good job you know it, there's people in our business that they're consi- i know their pattern they're on for seven weeks and then they hit week eight and they're so high function they have to unwind for a week then they're back on high functioning seven weeks, but you know that weeks in there. I wish it wasn't. I try to get them more consistent where they don't burn out that way. But some people have their patterns where they're maximizing success in their way. Do I try to teach them a better way and about a better way of maybe not doing a hundred seven weeks out of eight? And maybe doing like 80 and having time for everyone and what it means to be there for someone is actually being there more often, not more time. I can actually be there less time, but more often. And a person like that's what humans want. They want you to be there for them more often, not more time, meaning amount of time. I know it doesn't make sense totally, but if you really think about what I just said, those things matter. So I went on on a PSSSSSSS right there. But I think they're important. So thanks, Elena. Thanks for doing this again. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. Thanks for letting me go on there because I thought it was important. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. And we hope to have you join us for another episode in the future. Thanks. Thanks.